Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, where we give you a snapshot of some of the stories you can read in The Times of London. I'm Jenny Barsby. On today's podcast, we'll have the latest on diplomatic attempts to bring peace to the Middle East. Also, why there are real concerns about the US and UK holding their elections at the same time. And the fascinating story of Pastor Kim, dubbed the Oscar Schindler of North Korea. All that coming up in the next 10 minutes. We start with the latest on the Israel-Gaza conflict. World leaders have been meeting in Egypt for a peace summit. Speakers included the UK Foreign Secretary, James Cleverly. Despite the incredibly difficult circumstances, I have called for discipline and professionalism and restraint from the Israeli military. But despite hours of speeches, no consensus was reached on how to de-escalate the violence in Israel and Gaza. And there was a clear divide between Arab leaders and their Western counterparts. Here's King Abdullah of Jordan. The relentless bombing campaign underway in Gaza, as we speak, is cruel and unconscionable on every level. It is collective punishment of a besieged and helpless people. It is a flagrant violation of international humanitarian law. It is a war crime. Yet the deeper the crisis cuts, the less the world seems to care. Vivian Yi is the Cairo bureau chief for the New York Times. She told us despite no agreement being reached, there was a definite change in the rhetoric of the West. You definitely saw in their speeches yesterday more emphasis on Israel must follow international law. Uh, a couple of leaders said collective punishment uh, is not something that's covered by international law. A total siege is against international law. So there was a bit more admonishment to Israel to keep the civilian death toll as low as possible, to respect civilian life. They, they all insisted on humanitarian aid being delivered as quickly and as smoothly as possible. So you did see uh, a shift in emphasis, a shift in tone, I would say. Vivian went on to tell us that there were some noticeable absences. The peace settlement lacked the big three players that really have influence, really have sway in this war. Uh, Iran, which backs Hamas, uh, Israel itself, of course, and the United States, which is... Um, Israel's chief backer. So you kind of wonder what a peace summit, not including any of these three players um, at a high level, is going to accomplish. 
That said, there were a lot of back-channel talks, but I think this was more about, in terms of the Arab leaders, having another platform to challenge the West over what it calls double standards, where um, many people across the Arab world have been saying, look, you treated Russia's invasion of Ukraine one way and, and said Russia committed all, all these war crimes um, in its oppression of, of everyday civilians in Ukraine. Why are you not calling out Israel for doing the same in Gaza? The Times of London has continuing coverage on events in the Middle East, with in-depth articles today on how Hamas will try to win the war and the role of Qatar in the release of the two US hostages we told you about yesterday on this podcast. Now, next year, something could happen that hasn't happened in decades. A US presidential and UK general election could actually take place at the same time. In the States, it's scheduled for November the 5th. The UK's could be legally as late as January 2025. But The Times understands the Prime Minister is considering holding an autumn election in the hope that the economy will have improved enough to close the gap with rivals Labour. So what's the issue? The World in 10 caught up with Lara Spirit, the Red Box editor for The Times, and she told us why officials are warning against it. One Whitehall source said that there were huge security and market implications if two Five Eye countries hold elections at once. Uh, it could potentially open up two countries to cyber warfare and electoral manipulation from hostile states if a security threat were to arise during a campaign which would leave Western countries exposed. Uh, and another Whitehall source said that you'd need to take more care around national security uh, and meddling from hostile countries. So the settled view was that the standing advice to ministers was that clashing elections were best avoided. Um, I think in practice, this means that uh, there is a real imperative for Rishi Sunak, who, after the repeal of the Fixed Term Parliaments Act last year, uh, has in his gift the decision for when to hold the next election, to think seriously about uh, how the timing of that might just work. So will Mr Sunak heed those warnings? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Trying to leave North Korea is incredibly dangerous. The border between North and South is littered with two million landmines. And since Kim Jong-un has come to power, defecting has become a traitorous act. Those caught at the border or captured elsewhere, most notably China, are either killed immediately or sent to political prison camps, with many saying death is actually the preferable option. But there are those who've been able to escape with the help of a Christian pastor, who's assisted more than a 1,000 people to leave the secretive state. The Times' New York correspondent, Will Pavia, has managed to interview Pastor Kim, dubbed the Oscar Schindler of North Korea, and some of the families he's saved. When you read these stories, it really shows how much some of these families went through to get to South Korea, risking their lives for a chance of freedom. But without Pastor Kim, they could have ended up somewhere completely different – he explains through a translator how he uses a trusted network of people smugglers to get people to safety, but how that in itself makes people question if they can trust him. Just to be on board. You know, he's kind of known for North Korean defect. That's why, you know, they ask hell on mission to rescue them. So, and also, you know, they, you know, friends and family talk about if you rescue through Kellen mission is safe because you know many times when they try to even just if they decide to use the broker they always have to like half and half chance this broker is going to 
sell me or this worker really get me into the safe place, right? But when they actually see Pastor Keller mission, they can trust that they're in, in good hands. If you want to find out more about this incredible man, take out a Time subscription so you can read Will's full article. France now, where three French cities are vying for the attention of Swiss billionaire Jean-Claude Gander. Mr. Gander has promised to build an art gallery that would rival the Guggenheim in Bilbao in his chosen city. The gallery would then house his extensive art collection. Times contributor Charles Bremner has written about this and has spoken to my colleague Amy Gill. Thank you again for joining us on The World in 10, Charles. It's always great to have you here. So can you tell me about Jean-Claude Gander's collection? He has one of the world's biggest private collections of antiquity art, uh, art from ancient Egypt, Greece and Rome. And he's also a very big collector of modern art, amongst other things, especially the post-war abstractionists. And now he wants to show it in a museum, put it into a museum of his own construction. He has narrowed down the choice to three French provincial cities, which is Caen in Normandy, Bordeaux and Strasbourg. And what are the cities doing to entice Mr. Gander? Each of the cities is putting forward its its best qualities and making little uh, gestures towards Mr. Gander. The city of Caen, for instance, has, um, has been arguing that... Uh, it brings in a lot of international visitors, although it's a rather smaller city than the others, because of the D-Day memorials. And Mr. Gondur has a house in Normandy and spends a lot of time there. In Bordeaux, they went somewhat higher. The, the mayor there invited Mr. Gondur to come and meet the king, King Charles III, when he visited Bordeaux last month. And Mr. Gondur said he had a very warm discussion with the king and, and the queen. And the third one, Strasbourg, is saying that it is, of course, the de facto European capital and they've offered land right in the heart of the, of the city. I should have pointed out earlier that uh, Mr. Gondio has is going to finance his project completely himself, except he wants land. And is there a favourite at the moment? It's difficult to tell. Uh, each city, of course, thinks it's the favourite. It looks as if Strasbourg will not be so well placed. They have not been so forthcoming towards, uh, towards Mr. Gondio. He said so the other day. But Caen might make it because he because of his attachment to Normandy, but I think if you had to bet it would be Bordeaux. Before I go, I just have time to update you on the latest from the Rugby World Cup. England's hopes, sadly, were shattered last night when they missed out on meeting New Zealand in next week's final by just one agonising point. For a full breakdown of England's loss to South Africa, head to the sports pages of The Times Online now. And that is it for today's World in 10. We're back tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.